Welcome to the First Baptist Church podcast. We're excited to share this weekend's conversation with you from Pastor Jerry Hendricks. If you would like to subscribe, find us on iTunes or go to fbcsweetwater.org. Well, I declined my first wedding of the summer. Uh, If you've been with me for very long, you know that I have certain rules about attending weddings. Uh, One is that they have to be local. I don't like to travel to attend a wedding. Uh, The other is they have to have food, uh, like real food, Uh, not mints, nuts, and wedding cake. You know, I have had a couple of memorable experiences in the food category at weddings. Uh, I went to one wedding for a friend, and uh, they had a candy bar. So when you got through eating, you could go to this three-tiered candy bar, grab a little sack and a scoop, take home a bunch of candy. How good is that? I went to another wedding. We actually catered this wedding for coffee when I was at Monk's. Uh, I saw the Beehive trailer pull up, Beehive from Abilene. You know they're going to be serving red meat, right? So there's got to be food when I go to a wedding. And uh, the other thing is, is that I don't want to go to a wedding where I'm expected to dance. To be real honest with you, I save my dance skills for basketball games when the camera zooms by or at home. The other thing is, I don't attend weddings at 5 a.m. So what I'm telling you is, is I did not go to the royal wedding But I do want you to know this, that Sharon and Sarah, they went to the royal wedding, and I think Sharon has attended every royal wedding in her lifetime. I just, that's not my thing, and so I didn't uh, get up and watch that with them, but God bless them. You know, there's something that's consistent about weddings that I think I want to call attention to today, and and that has to do with the vows or, or the reason that we're there. The wedding is this picture of two people who've chosen to spend life together. And so somewhere in the context of a wedding ceremony, the one officiating the wedding may say something that has reference to their future by leaving their past. Leaving the family that they know and and joining together to have and to create a new family, a new experience. The idea that two families, not just two individuals, but that two families come together and they begin a life together. They also usually have this reference somewhere in the vows that that describes what joy is like together. We're guilty sometimes of saying that our joy is doubled. I I don't know if it's actually doubled, but there's a lot more celebration when there's more to celebrate. And then they'll make a reference about the time in life, in this married life, when you struggle and that those struggles will be divided. Well, they're not always divided equally, but those struggles come. This morning, we want to consider the life of a couple of people that we find in Scripture in a story embedded in the Bible right after the stories of, the, of the, uh, the judges, the period of judges in the Old Testament. And it's a story about a lady named Ruth. You see, Ruth had gone through those steps. She had participated in that ceremony where she left her own family and she joined another. 
In the context of that new family, she developed a very special relationship to her mother-in-law. And they became very close. In the process of their life together, their struggle looked like this. Naomi's husband had passed away. Naomi was Ruth's mother-in-law. And her husband had died and he passed away. And we know that when a family member dies, that there's struggle. And, and there's our, our thoughts often about God and about our life are influenced because of that struggle, because of that experience. Well, as life moves on, ultimately, Naomi's two sons, one who was married to Ruth, they also died. So here is a picture and a story of a mother who lost her husband and her two sons. Now, for most people, that would be devastating circumstances. For most people, it would help them to think clearer about their own life and about this God that they serve. And so Naomi comes to her daughters-in-law and expects them, because it seemed to be the natural thing to do, to return to their own families. And she goes through a portion in the first chapter, and these readings are, are in your program for you to follow throughout the week so that you can capture the entire story. But we see in the experience that Ruth, because she was particularly drawn to her mother-in-law, she decides that she's going to stay. Now, this is out of the ordinary. And it might help us to remember this morning that sometimes when we follow God, we don't always take the natural path. That natural path is one that's expected. It's one that we've predetermined oftentimes. But we know we've probably in this room lived enough of life that we know that it's not always like that for us that we deal with the unexpected. And in that process, the experience that we have with Jesus begins to ooze its way through us and into this life experience. The story of Ruth is one of faithfulness and loyalty to the one that she loved and chose to care for. Her life exemplifies qualities that are rarely seen in our culture. It's a story that doesn't mention God are many acts of God. When you read, if you read the book of Ruth from beginning to end, you're not going to hear a lot about God or the acts of God. The two themes that you'll capture if you choose to read through those verses is first of all, the loyalty and the character of this woman named Ruth. The second is, is how God ultimately provided for her in her life. Two strong themes. The character of one that's worth us reading. In fact, in, in early times, in, in, in faith life, in religion, this story was read on an annual basis at a festival. And it was one that was considered important enough to find its place in our scripture today and important enough for us to take another look into it and see how it speaks to us and our own character or our own faithfulness. The story reminds us of, of the significance, I believe, of our own story. A story of family. A story of relationships. 
and a story of faith. Let me read the text this morning, just a a few verses that I want to share with you in chapter 1. This is after Ruth has come to Naomi and said that she is going to stay with her. That she's not going to go back to her family and resume a different kind of life, even though she's been a part of that family. That she's going to stay with Naomi. And here's what she has to say. And in these words ring so true to her character. It said, Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people, remember, that was not her people. She was encouraged by Naomi to return to her family, to her people. But she says, from this point forward, your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And where I will be, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, even if death separates you and me. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. If you have your notes with you, there's a few things that I can see in this text that speak to us through her relationship and through her story. First of all, I think that we want to acknowledge this morning that her character probably was forged through the difficulties. There's nothing like losing a spouse. I cannot imagine what life would be like if Sharon and I had not had the opportunity for nearly 40 years to celebrate life together and to endure struggles together. And you know as well as I that over a period of of decades like that, that not everything is great, that there are times of struggle and times of pain. Early in our marriage... We were, in fact, we were only married for some months when my dad passed away. So early on, we moved into a time of struggle, of, of grieving the loss of someone who is significant to our family and to our future. In fact, recently, the, where, the reason I have these glasses was because it reminded me of the glasses that I wore and the grandfather of my children never knew. Character is forged through difficulties. We acknowledge that. We we know that that's a part of our experience and a part of our life. But hopefully we're at that place in a relationship with God where it doesn't just create bitterness in our life. It doesn't create an estrangement of us from our family of God. But rather God uses it to make us better together. Those struggles, they're sort of divided They're definitely shared. And we understand life better together when we acknowledge that we're going to go through these experiences so that we can go through them together. What's interesting about the choices that Ruth make is this. For her, her past was not near as relevant as her future. From her mind's eye, from her perspective in life, Even though she has lost her husband, life moving forward was one that was was going to be different for her. And we understand that decisions like this are not casually made. I doubt that it was one of those impulsive decisions that she made. 
Out of the heartache and disappointment of life, Ruth decides to create a new normal. And you know what that's like. Many of you know what that's like, having lost someone in your own family and or having some experience of separation or hurt. You create for yourself, with God's direction, a new normal for your life. There's a new identity that joins quickly with this idea of, of transforming our life together. She was at a place where she decided to do something that was best for someone else. When we think of sacrifice and we talk about this experience of discipleship and following Jesus and understanding who God is in our life, we use a word, we insert a word into that relationship and into that experience called sacrifice. Now, all of us have a different experience with sacrifice and what that means. But one of those definitions might sound a little bit like this, wanting something best for someone else. And that's what Ruth did. She didn't turn her back on her family. She had already made a choice to leave her family and to join a new family. And when those circumstances became a time of struggle for her, she, she chose what was best for someone else. She lets go of her past and steps to, into the uncertainty of her purpose for life. And here's what we need to understand. Sometimes when we're motivated to create that or make space for that sacrifice in our life and we choose to move forward into something of an adventure, one of the things that we'll discover is this, is that eventually the purpose, the reasons for us making those decisions and the purpose for us being a part of life all begin to merge together and ultimately they make sense. One of my annual practices now are to listen to commencement speeches. I can do that without leaving my office, which makes it even better. So this year, I listened to a commencement speech by uh, Will Farrell, almost forgot his name, to USC last spring. First of all, I was surprised that he actually graduated from a college. And that he graduated from a D1 college was significant. And that he actually had some points to his speech. That was another. But it is quite entertaining, and you might want to check that out. But that's not my favorite commencement speech. My favorite commencement speech was delivered by Steve Jobs to Stanford University before, before uh, or right after he had already been diagnosed with cancer. And I remember it, and I recall it frequently in my life because he said this, and it makes so much sense when I think about what faith is really like. He said this, that you cannot connect the dots going forward. That you only connect the dots by looking backward. And then in his speech, he connected the dots in his life that led him to the place where he's at. When we look at the life of Ruth, we don't know yet. We already know. We have already connected the dots, and we know if we've read the end of the story that things work out well for her. But what we have to understand this morning, if we really understand sacrifice, is that those decisions are made without the dots ever being connected. 
But replacing ourselves in a place of faithfulness and loyalty to something that we believe in and that ultimately demonstrates to the world through our story our purpose for being here. When we press on, we ultimately see God's provision. We see God moving those dots together in our life where looking back, God, life begins to make sense for us. Her part, her small part played a big role in our story. You know, when we come here on a Sunday morning, we probably do that just a little bit inconspicuously without much thought for the faith life that we have. When we talk to people throughout the week and we engage them in conversation and if faith or church or life together uh, ever comes up, sometimes we don't really measure the significance of our story in someone else's life. When we think about Ruth, I think that's the kind of story we're picturing in our hearts and in our life is that it's, it's sort of this inconspicuous story. And we have it, and, and while it doesn't make a lot about God, the activity of God and, 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 and these acts of God that are larger than life, what we see is a simple person, and, and, and we're used to that by now, that God uses simple, ordinary people to carry his message into the world, and we see this story, this picture, and we forget that the, the small part that she plays, the reason that we have her in our scripture becomes a very big role. We can't forget that. In fact, it ought to motivate us when we wake up in the morning as we begin to move from our home out into the world. It ought to be a part of our prayer. That God will take this insignificant life and use it for his great glory. This is often the way life given to God works. God's story becomes real to someone else because of a prior decision that we make. And the decision that Ruth made was this, I'm going to stay with Naomi. Staying is often adventurous. And it's an adventurous path for those as we redefine that with the hope that we redefine the path for others. If you look in Ruth and proceed to the very last verses... In verse 18, chapter 4, you're going to read this. Now remember what we've just talked about. I said her, her small part, her loyalness and trust in the provision of God, played a large role, played a big role in our story. And I'm not talking generally today. I'm talking about your story. Each of us, our story together, individually. In verse 18, it says, this then is the family line of Perez. Perez was the father of Hezron. Hezron, the father of Ram. Ram, the father of Abinadab. Abinadab, the father of Nashon. It all kinds of runs together. Sometimes it runs together and we just roll over that. Nashon, the father of Solomon. Solomon, the father of Boaz. Now we're getting to where the story begins to make sense. Ruth marries Boaz. The story changes. The future changes. Her small role, which seemed like a wedding, begins to change. Because Boaz was the father of Obed, that's her son. And it also gave Naomi a grandson. Obed, the father of Jesse. Is it clearer now? 
and Jesse, the father of David. And then Jesus. From the lineage of David. The small role that we have in this world can take on a tremendous impact if we willingly embrace that role and we pursue the path that we believe that God is leading us down. So here's my encouragement to us. Let's give God a chance at something great through our life. Let's just give him a chance. Let's develop some character through life, whether it's hard times or good times. Let's develop enough character and make enough right decisions that there's a possibility that God can do something great through an ordinary life. Allow God to shape your character through your experiences, both good and bad. Add meaningful relationships to your life that will make you better. And then demonstrate the character of Christ by knowing him and knowing his way. This morning, our time of response, we sing and we contemplate God's word to us, to each of us. Will you say yes to him and to the things that he holds for you this morning?